Are we doing this? Really? Wait for it. Are we doing this? Wait for it. How? What the fuck? WTF. And it's also, eh, what the fuck? What's wrong with me? It's time for WTF. What the fuck? With Mark Marin. All right, we're going to do this. We're going to go. I'm at the, I'm at the Palms Hotel. I'm going, I'm getting on the elevator right now. And we're, uh, we're going to go interview Carrot Top. Now, I just got off stage. I'm running out there. I'm going to go. We're driving to his place. It's fucking 1130 at night. And I'm going to Carrot Top's house. Uh, he's picking me up outside with his opening act, Charlie Viracola. I have no idea what to expect. You know, he, he does a show here at the Luxuries here almost every night. You know, you obviously know who Carrot Top is. But uh, I really don't have it. This isn't the ultimate optimum situation. It just is what it is. We're in Vegas. I've lost $400. I've eaten a lot. And this was the opportunity that sort of revealed itself was that I was going to, this is how I could do it. Uh, So we're going, I'm just, I'm walking through the casino now. And we're going, we're going to go to his house. So I'm not nervous about it, but it's a little weird. There are two guys. I have certain questions I want to ask him. And hopefully we can do that. And now where the fuck am I? How to get lost? Uh, where's the main door? Swap machines. Fat people. Girls in heels that are too high for them. Um, people smoking. Um, oh, God, this is horrendous. Oh, my God, that's the saddest guy I've ever seen in my life. What's going on with those people? Hey, how's it going? All right. So we're heading out. Gonna get in the car. I just don't know. What do, do I call him Scott? Do I call him Scott? Do I call him Carrot? Do I call him Top? I think I call him Scott. I've met him a few times. All right. Here we go. Where am I getting in? Charlie Viracola. I'm getting in the front. Yeah. All right, buddy. Carrot Top's car. Carrot Top's car. Holy shit. So Charlie. How you doing? I'm Mark, by the way. Hey, Jeff. I'm all right, man. I usually uh, try to make this as interesting as possible. So there's no reason not to record all the way where we're going. Get Uh caught up. So now, are we going to uh, Carrot Top's compound? We're going to the Carrot compound. Are are we driving out to the hills? Is Carrot Top going to kill me? Oh, fuck. That would be an odd thing. It would be a great way for you to go out, though, Mark. I mean, To be it, killed by Carrot Top? Yeah, somebody said, you know, this is the weirdest thing. We love uh, Mark Marin. We so respected the hot podcast that's going on. And his old pal, Charlie Viracola, took him out to Carrot Top's compound in Las Vegas, and Carrot Top murdered him. <laughs> that would be, I, I can't, that would be great. It would be good, big news that I wish I would have been around to appreciate. Right. And so, with that said, though, perhaps we could have this kind of thing um, go down on somebody else. That so, might... Okay, so now the suggestion is maybe we pick someone up off the street and bring them to Scott to kill. Yeah. And no, then... But it'd have to be a comedian. It would be better if it was some kind of comic. Okay. Especially one that, you know, wouldn't necessarily like Carrot Top. I say we take... How about George Wallace? Nah, George likes Carrot Top. Well, I think once you get to this level, dude, once you get out to Vegas, it's sort of like being put out to pasture and being paid for it. All these cats dig each other on some level. 
Yeah, I, well, here's, here's what I've always said about Las Vegas. I think that Las Vegas is nothing but a cruise ship that's stuck in the sand. <laughs> yeah, and that people can leave. Right. Yeah. So that's why it's in the sand. You can get off the ship, but it's a cruise ship stuck in the sand. Oh, God, I can't figure out what the fuck it is, and I always get so worked up about it. How long have you been opening for Carrot Top? Um, off and on for 20 years. See, that's amazing to me, because uh, I'm talking to Charlie Vericola, and Charlie and I auditioned for Letterman for the, you know, before either of us had done it. And we mm-hmm. auditioned for it together the first time that we both really auditioned for it. When was that? Nin- this was... This was in the 80s, was it not? It was definitely the 90s because I got the show and I didn't feel, I don't feel like I did it until, you know, the 90s. And I did not. I know, but I remember you then. Don't you remember you then? Yes, I remember you very well from back then. But do you Uh, remember you? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I remember me. My first time auditioning for the show was definitely in the 80s because the first time I ever auditioned for the show, another guy was on the lineup at Catch a Rising Star that night. Okay, who was the other guy? Bill Hicks. Well, see, that's the weird thing about when I saw you. You got the same cadence as Bill. I remember noticing that. You got that. It's not a bad thing. You just talk like you're from the same area. Where are you from? Well, I'm originally from California, but I grew up in North Carolina. So. Oh, so you got that. And I'm so, moving, moving back to North Carolina in like a week from California, too. So that's where it's somehow in between. So you got a mixture of California, North Carolina, and that somehow equal Texas. <laughs> right. Well, on Hicks, it's the same way. I mean, he had that accent that kind of sounded Southern, but not really... He kind of drew things out, and we both had long brown hair and talked about, you know, getting high and political stuff a little bit. Well, did bit, you ever so. think that... My stuff was nowhere near as clever as his, though. So. But, I mean, did you ever think that this was a trajectory, that, you know, we'd be driving to Carrot Top's house in Carrot Top's car with Carrot Top's guy? And, and, Bill, and Bill would be gone. <laughs> and Bill would be gone, and you'd be, uh, you'd be the guy that, uh, you know, made your, a lot of your living opening for Carrot Top? Uh, no, I would have never imagined that. Because back in the day, I would have been one of the first guys that would have made fun of a guy like Carrot Top. And, um, and probably did. Not him particularly, but other, as we called them back in the day, Bodaks, you know? Bodaks. I, I tried to explain to somebody the other day what a Bodak was. No one even uses that term anymore. Bodaks and hacks. Hacks, Bodaks, and jugglers, and guitar acts. Yeah, I used to make fun of them with, with Bill Hicks, as a matter of fact, with Kennison. Yeah. I was friends with all these guys, and, and the likes of the Mark Marins of the world, too, and, and sit around and have fun doing all that. And then... Um, Later in my uh, career, I met Carrot Top, who I'd never, I'd heard of him. Right. And it turns out, not only was he doing, like, original stuff, I mean, people were ripping him a new ass, don't get me wrong, but I just immediately realized, hey, this guy's a nice guy, and he doesn't deserve that kind of ire. And um, It's showbiz. Exactly. So, I jumped... uh, Now, wait, is he listening to us right now? He probably. He has everything bugged. <laughs> Carrot Top has everything bugged. No. They're on to us. <laughs> How long have you been working for Carrot Top? Uh, six years full time, and then about 10 years before then. Yeah. Yep. You did. Um, and what do you do for him exactly? I'm his assistant. Okay. All right. And does that. He's his bather and wiper. Oh my God! Is that is that where Carrot Top's at now? He needs a bather and wiper. You just had to turn him on. Are we? Are you gonna have to go upstairs and pull it's, him off the toilet. It's, it's one story house. Okay. It's very Siegfried and Roy at Carrot Top Compound. He has a bather, a wiper. Oh my God! <laughs> well, you know, I hear nothing good. I hear nothing but good things about him. And I went to see a show uh, a while back uh, when I was in town, and I did a short interview with him. 
And, uh, you know, I made fun of him. He's the nicest guy. He, you know, here's the funny thing. But, like, my question, though, Charlie, is that when when was, like, it's, there had to be some sort of transition. Because you were doing your, your your own thing. You've got, you had an edge to you. And, yeah. I, and then, you know, at some point, you met Scott and you, you, you drank the Kool-Aid on some level. <laughs> uh well, you know, I still do my own thing, still so, have an edge, still do yeah. my act, and it's totally separate from Carrot Top, and it's not the same style or anything like that. I just, I've always had a fondness for visual comedy and props, not to do myself. It's not my performance cup of tea, but I like design work, and I like thinking about visuals and ideas, and so I guess on the level that I would be drinking the Kool-Aid would be I've got a job that is creatively fulfilling and pays me a lot of extra money that got me through that whole slump in the stand-up world in the 90s and my whole, you know, trying to get away from drugs and alcohol and all the party scene that I was doing. It just kind of perfectly fit. So uh, it just worked for me, and it's been effective for him. And uh, Now, do you, you help him write and stuff? Yeah, that's what I do. He and I... I mean, I like to say that we're like Elton John and Bernie Taupin, except we don't sleep together. The joke that I've, what joke that I've always look at that. I always isn't weird when you drive by accidents and there's one car that's going the wrong way, and you're like, where? How did that? How did that happen? Begin to happen. Friday night in Vegas. So wait, so now like you guys sit around and go, all right, so all right, we're gonna take a, a boombox and make it a hat. Well, we more usually think of like an idea or a current event or something that's going on. Just like a, like us monologists would write a joke. You you pick a topic. Give and, me an example. Um. All right. Uh, here's here's a new one that we uh, just came up with. Okay. It's a uh, it's like a mask, but it's on a welding mask it's on a uh, it's on a imagine a one of those welding hats yeah that flips up that yeah that flips up off your face but mm. if you flip it down it flips to cover your face right so we use a lot of those when we're going to put a um uh, a face change yeah idea together right. because that way he can put it on you don't know what it is and he flips it down and all of a sudden it's another face instead of him putting a whole mask on got it and this one has um, it's it's made for um, Kim Kardashian's husband, her new husband. She's marrying that big giant white basketball player. Yeah, and it's a flip down mask that's got a black guy's face on it. Okay, so it's for him to wear so that he can still get Kim off, because all she ever dated was black guys before this guy. So it's kind of a current event and kind of a uh, a tear on her a little bit. Not really a tear on her, of course, but more like a just a play on something that everybody would be familiar with. Got it. You know what I mean? How's and, that thing working? Um, well, we haven't done it yet. Haven't, oh, haven't tried it. Just made it today. You said you wanted a fresh one. And that one will also, after the Kim Kardashian story might be over, will be used maybe for, like, white guys to say, you know, to wear so that they can make their wife think that they're bigger. Mm. Or that they're, you know, it's kind of a... It's kind of a big black dick joke. Exactly. Except... It's a visual big black dick joke it's a visual. without the big black dick in it. Now, like, to me, the Kim Kardashian thing is okay because it's a riff on the fact that she used to date only black guys. Now she's got a white guy who happens to be a basketball player. And then, you know, he can flip down the black face. And then, and then the add-on part, though, I mean, I would have to say that on some level that the big black dick joke is a little hacky. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it but works. It works and with Kim Kardashian for sure. Well, it works with anybody. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, it's that. All right, here's another here's another one. I'm not knocking it. I'm just no, saying. No, it's okay. That's cool. Here's another one. We've got a Mexican sombrero, like a big sombrero, <laughs> and on the top of it is a giant stuffed angry bird from the game Angry Birds. Uh-huh. And it's a hat for Mexican people to wear so they can get across the border easier. They get cat I don't know if you've played that game, but it's birds being catapulted across. Yeah, okay. Well that's okay, that's okay, so that's a angry bird joke brought mm-hmm. into the world with a you know a slightly racist delivery system. <laughs> hey, well, I'll take credit for that. I did that one. <laughs> I certainly did that. See, I think that's where, you know, where it becomes, oh, we're at the compound. We're driving into the carrot compound now. Hmm. How open do you think he's willing to be? He's cool. All right. I'm not going to attack him. No. Certainly not. He's nice. All right. Huh. And his girlfriend made some food. Oh, my God. I just... I ate earlier, but I'll sit. This is the sound of Caratops Fountain. <laughs> Holy shit. It smells like incense. Describe what you're seeing now, Mark. I'm trying. I'm trying to describe what I'm seeing. I'm in a courtyard of some kind, and there's incense burning, fountains. It almost looks like if there were more tables, we'd be at a nice restaurant. It's a big house. It's a very tasteful fucking house, man. Oh, there he is. Hey, Scott. I swear to God, I'm not trying to get your pants. I have incense lit. Yeah. Oh, we're already filming? Sure. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> I have glasses on so you can't recognize me. Yeah, we're not filming, so you don't have to worry about it. You look uh, Those are nice round glasses. I have makeup on for this shit. Why did I do that? Did you You have makeup no, on now? I don't have makeup on. Okay, uh, uh, Scott's here. This is Carrot Top. <laughs> I felt kind of weird because I had... I, I like lit incense and candles, and I'm like, she, my girlfriend's like, you trying to get in his pants? I'm like... Yeah, I, I had know, no idea what to expect. I don't know if I'm ready for that, but I mean, maybe I'll hang out for a while. We'll see what happens. Yeah, nice that would be the weirdest fucking episode ever. I just went over to interview Carrot Top, and he fucked me. Yeah, nice. What I is fucked that? my crowd over pretty good, too, tonight, too. You did? It was lovely. Was it? It was delightful, yeah. It was good. They were good? It was good. I was no, good. Now, we already decided that perhaps... He might murder you here, and this would be a, yeah, a great way for you to go out. I'm not sure what I prefer. I, I think I prefer murdering That'd than great to go out having sex. <laughs> in a way, because I don't know if I could wiggle like, myself. We're like then. that movie that you're connected to. You have to walk with the microphones. We have, yeah, you can't this really, is very nice. Like Matt Damon and you have to, this is another fountain. Are we going in here? There's a lot of fountains. Yes. This is, a, this is a very nice house. Did you have it built for you? I did actually. You did. Charlie built it. Oh, he does everything. <laughs> this is all the one house, big bit. The house that Charlie built. Oh, look at that. Oh, there's a girl here. There's my girlfriend. Amanda. Hi, how are you, Amanda? Good, how are you? I'm Mark. Nice to meet you. She's oh, look at food that. For you. Oh my God. I'm we gonna have eat more tails. food. We have food. We have. Do you have tigers? I have tigers. No, I don't have tigers. You lit a fire too for me. Yeah. Look I at lit this. a fire for you. Holy shit, man. Yeah. It's uh. Yeah, it's cool. It's this is a, really fucking nice. Not, I can't. It's a marble floor. Event, there's right? a fireplace. There's a they huge. They think it's like a dorm room. No. No. There's a Mick Jagger print. There's, there's like so many yeah. windows, very tastefully done. There's a pool out there, with a waterfall. Yeah. There's and there's flaming. I even lit fire for you. There's, there's fire. flaming. This is quite a production. It'd be great if a tiger did come out just like. Is there a tiger? <laughs> is there a tiger? I can get it off me. <laughs> oh my god. That would be cool if we had a tiger. We this is beautiful, man. Oh, thanks, man. This yeah. is this is what it bought you. 
We still have to walk around. Yeah, this is what I bought you. Yeah. This is what kid, this we, is what we still don't enjoy it because we're miserable people. Yeah. But yeah. Mark had wanted to know earlier um, some props, uh, some prop ideas. And I told him two recent ones. I told him the Kim Kardashian and I told him Which the I Angry Bird um, uh, sombrero one. What are some other ones? The horseshoe one did really good. Tell him about the horseshoe one. What's the horseshoe one? This is a new one? Yeah, brand new. I did tonight and it actually killed. That crowd was. Was uh, a well, rough like one. It. Okay. No, I see, he wrote it. So should I just? Uh, I'll yeah, describe tell him, it. Tell him, tell no, I said, you know, horseshoes. You put everyone plays you throw plays a horseshoes. game of horseshoes. Sure. I said, you think horses play like human shoes? And yeah. it's like a, it's like two shoe shoes, like connected, hooked together. Like, hooked together, like and it looks like. So they're like, and if he forgot to play the, yeah, <laughs> horse, yeah. and it was it was good. It worked out good. Human great. shoes. Yeah. yeah. So that's they were what, tied together. That's what bought this place. Isn't that sad? <laughs> no, I don't know if it's sad. all these flames. Just, that's what we're gonna get to the bottom of. Is it sad? <laughs> does, is this, does this make you feel like it's not sad? Here's what's interesting. Never about not that. sad. That's not a pun. It's not really. I don't know what it is. It's like like tied together shoes, like you see hanging from a telephone line. Yeah, well, kind no, of, no, but no, no, no. it's in the shape of a horse. It's in the shape of a, of a, yeah. Oh, so it's a human shoe that you've rebuilt. The human shoes, yeah, they're two shoes. Like a, Come on. You've yeah. sewn them together. <laughs> yeah. Who does the sewing? Who does the... kids in the sweatshop, but they're fine. They're good No, but kids. who does when you have to yeah, build it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. When they're you good. have to build the prop, who does it? We, uh, it depends, like I said. I do some, he does some. If I don't want to break, I build it. You got a workshop? You have a workshop. You do? warehouse, yeah. Not a warehouse. Do you have a place? It's a warehouse. Certainly, it's a warehouse. A full of shit. I mean, a lot of shit. So you, like all you guys, like you and Copperfield and uh, you know, all the other Vegas acts have these huge storage units. Yeah, but your... he has stuff in there that's worth something. I Mine's like just crap, literally. Like, you go, wow, this is David Copperfield's warehouse. He's got Houdini's shoes and that. We have like, yeah, a rubber, rubber chicken ears. on our fucking, yeah. You have some dated we, prop we bits. Have, like, here's a Bill Clinton yeah. podium with a, yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yeah. It's you not, still use that It's actually though. sad. You still use a Bill Clinton podium. No, I don't. I I'll be I honest with me. No, at the warehouse, I do, I do, I do tours. No. <laughs> That's coming. That is one thing to absolutely note about uh, Scott and his act. Um, all the stuff, there's no old stuff in there. Now, I, they used to give me a bunch yeah, of he grief. Still do. Like, hey, how about that me, Sally Struthers? Yeah, I did a Sally Struthers <laughs> starving kids in Africa bit opening for Last him. week. Even like, you know, like, a, like a year ago, and they gave me shit about yeah. it. I'm like, well, I'm opening Last in week. Vegas. What does it matter? The crowd's here. If I was headlining, it'd be different. But here is the place for me to do this. And he gave me endless amounts of shit about it. Like, how could you do that? This is amazing. He's taking a bullet for you right here. He actually he you know, hacked a, what is that, 10 years old? 15 <laughs> 20 years, years, years old? 20 years old. No, but I really was doing that. He always. Why are you saying it like, it, like he had the wrong idea? You deserved shit. Yes, me. I know. I know. We he would do it. I don't really but no, I'm him. just saying on his behalf, he never, <laughs> like a Clinton thing, he wants his stuff fresh all the time. And he's always giving me shit about it. We need to write something else. We need a debt ceiling joke like tonight. The one thing I remember about seeing your show a few years ago is that, you know, because he had such a, the ability to have such a high production value and that, uh, you know, you got the run of the place that it seemed to start snowing for no real reason. Did it, did it not snow in that? Theater. It did snow in there. Yes, it did. But it, for like, a reason. I mean, there was a joke. I can't remember. For some reason, I just sort of remember. Like sure it's going to snow now. I'm not sure there was a joke, but there was. Came out during the alien. It made no sense. Right, but it, I just felt like you know he could do that, so he did it. Yeah, I did. I said we have snow machines, don't we? And they said, yeah, we'll just use them. <laughs> yeah, it was, it no. Was, it was during a. It was during the finale. <laughs> I don't know. Kill the minute. <laughs> during the finale, <laughs> when they were playing the 2010. 
Um, yeah, it was bum, bum, yeah. Bum, yeah. Bum, yeah. And an it alien no sense, pulls a bomb yeah. out of a trunk. Yeah. And while the alien is about to go down and take a hit off the bong, the lights turn green and snow falls. So it looks like that whole um, uh, oh, yeah. Mulder and Scully. We should bring that back, X-Files. actually. I'm thinking about it. That was quite X-File bit. So you don't have snow in the act now? No. no. That's not. So that's so. That's so old. Snow. It's so fucking really. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, let's uh, let's sit down and uh, be people for a minute. Okay. Now let's get back to my conversation with Carrot Top. We enter here where he's talking about the day he auditioned at the Comedy Corner in West Palm Beach, which is a very famous club. Colleen McGar was the booker. Uh, she later went on to manage Bill Hicks and was even uh, his fiance for a while. But this is the first time that Carrot Top, who was out delivering credit reports for a bank, because that was his job as a messenger, talking about going into the Comedy Corner. All right, so you go down there to the comedy. Yeah, two com- in the afternoon, I was delivering uh, credit reports for a bank. So I was actually working on their dime. But I pulled in, and she said, okay, what are you doing? And I was like, okay, I did things. So I started telling jokes. And she yeah. said, there's something charming about you, yet it, there's something funny about you, and you have a whole thing, but there's something missing. And I said, what, like jokes? She said, no, no, you have, you have good jokes, but they're not jokes that would necessarily play to a general audience it was yeah. more college based stuff like hey finding a parking place at you know the college or books turning books in so she said can you come up with something that's more generic uh-huh. that would be more something that people would enjoy so i had a neighborhood crime watch sign that i had stolen and i thought it was kind of funny because where'd you get that and i said i stole it how good is our crime watch and i'm watching the signs so I went on stage and I said, how about that? And she said, oh, that's good. That's funny. Yeah. But I'm auditioning in front of her. Like, now imagine a whole comedy club empty. And I'm standing there going, you know how it is. It's like really weird. You work off people's energy. So it's just her. She's like, okay. What else you got? Come back tomorrow. I'm like, really? So I went home and I, I came up with a couple more visual things because I thought the sign did pretty good yeah so i came up with a, a hat for old ladies to wear when they drive so their head goes above the seat it was kind of a florida thing it's yeah, funny yeah, yeah. so i did that i did a couple of things she said you know the props are really good i like the props so <clears throat> that's what happened i started with two or three you know that's weird because she told um she told larry the cable guy if he would just rip the sleeves off of his shirt mm-hmm. she thought that would work better for him and mm-hmm. he did and yeah when you know, see what happened. A, a very famous line, not famous in the sense that people know this, when I came off stage the first time at that exact open mic night where they had full house, Larry the Cable Guy went up and said, I feel like a fucking crouton, because there was all these props <laughs> on the, the stage. Floor. And I remember going, oh, that's funny. And that was what he said, I feel like a fucking crouton. And everybody laughs, and I came up and I go, oh, did you not like me? He says, no, I liked you. And he was one of the first, yeah, Dan's he's a nice one of the guy. first people that should be hung for actually giving me more stage time. Because everybody's like, fuck Heretop. And Dan Whitney said, I think he's funny. And so Colin McGar and him were very good friends. Why, the, uh, why, do, why do you have that sense of uh, hung? Why do you, why do you uh, identify well, yourself with the image that people have created for you? You're kidding, right? No, but I mean... If but, uh, yeah, no, I've lived this whole, my whole life. I, got, I, didn't, I, get, I didn't get to play the punchline in, in Jacksonville, Florida, because I was Heretop. But I would play the other club that whatever his name was, not Denunzio, the other guy that, that, that had the club in Atlanta. Yeah, Denunzio. Atlanta, not Jacksonville. 
Yeah, Denunzio, no, Denunzio Depetta. wouldn't. Depetta, thank Depetta, you. Right. Depetta booked me, and yeah. I would sell out. But Denunzio said, "I'm not booking fucking Caratop because he's a prop comic." And I was like, "Really? But you'll have John Fox. You'll have this. You'll have you'll have anybody. You'll have Gallagher too, but you won't have me." And so I remember to this day, I still remember that. But I never was the kind of guy that really held a grudge until now. I just like doing a podcast. But well, if it helps, um, I pretty much heard that he's completely out of the business now. <laughs> yeah, but I remember <laughs> I played Depetta, Denonzio, Depetta. But I remember I remember playing the Fox Theater in, in Atlanta. It was on a Wednesday, and I was like 4,200 people. I remember it was like weird. I mean, I, even myself, I was like, wow, this is crazy. And all the like widespread panic came, and the bands and people came. And D'Annunzio knew I was playing there. It's in Atlanta yeah. on a Wednesday. And DePetta came to the show, and he said, we should tell D'Annunzio that you, you know, played the Fox on a Wednesday night and did 4,200 people, and it was a good show. And I said, you know, it's not my style. Because I really didn't care about, he already knows, but deep in the back of your mind, you kind of want people to know, like, oh, fuck, really? I can't play your punchline because I do props? Really? Is it well, that so artistic weird. of a way to, like, but that's his own choice. But, but isn't I mean, that weird, though, that there was this weird time where this, uh, that, that props became the enemy? It had I mean, the mystique all over it. Oh, well, yeah. I remember it. I mean, yeah. I, I think if there was any joke I used to do about you, it had to do with you having to, you Sucking know. cock or something. Yeah. No, no, okay. I never did the sucking <laughs> cock thing. I mean, that's, you know. Everyone did that. That's your business. <laughs> it was just sort of, oh, I remember what it was. I, I remember it was like a, an impression of Carrot Top at the airport. What do you mean? You lost my act. No, uh, what do you mean you lost my act? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it was something along those lines. And that's funny because that's true. <laughs> I, well, I, I, no, I mean, it is. No, you, you want to know what I actually... No, I remember fucking, what's his, my, my favorite comics, Albert Brooks, said something like that on The Tonight Show. He said, you know, well, you know, Karen Top, if the airlines lost his act, what would he do? He wouldn't have an act. Yeah. And I remember screaming at the television going... Fuck, of course I wouldn't. I mean, it's duh, but it wasn't. He was like ripping me, but at the same sense, I'm like, it's like if the, if the airlines lost the amplifier. Well, that's the weird because. The Stones, they wouldn't have an act. Well, so. Albert Brooks used to actually do prop stuff on Yeah, he did. He did spe- playing spinning plates. Yeah, yeah. and the yeah. speaking spell. And, here, yeah. and here's, yeah. a funny, yeah. here's a funny note as well. Um, all those comics that would make fun of, hey, well, what happens if his, if his act doesn't show up? He can't do a show. Ironically, again, in Birmingham, that night that they had the big, they had a big freeze there, and all the power lines, uh, Scott was playing there, and the power lines went down on top of the Birmingham Comedy Club, not the new Stardome location, but the older one, and it burned the whole club down with his entire act in it. They he found, lost his whole act. And they found Rip Taylor's matches. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And Rip Taylor's match. No, but his whole act literally burned down. So everybody who made fun of that, and we spent what two weeks in North Carolina. I was North supposed Carolina. to be on Jay like Friday. Right. Or the Monday, and it happened on Friday, and I remember going, I didn't think anything of it. I'm like, fuck the club, Bruce, holy shit, that was, like, that was a great club. And they're like, dude, your act was in there. I was like, oh, fuck. Like, my, uh, I didn't even think about my act. I'm like, oh, my God, like, there's shit like the crime watch sign, brilliant. I couldn't find again. Like, I had to go steal another goddamn sign. But was there a panic where you just started running around town putting things together? No, I did. Together? I, had, I had every comic, every comic that, that, that literally... Like lived in Charlotte them. at the time. Uh, everyone came together to help me build my stupid act again, and we actually made it. But I remember going Monday night. Leno goes, "Yeah, we thought they have Karen Top and Fallon this other thing, and they made the act burned." It was down like it was like an Amish barn race. It was crazy. So then I put <laughs> smoke detectors in all the lids of the trunks. Yeah, <laughs> and did Leno. And with I did Leno. Detector. I said, "Now I have smoke detectors in case you know the shit burned." But anyway, <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. 
So, but wait, uh, let me just try and see what uh, exactly. I'm trying to track what happened because, all right, so you started Look, I'm doing, miserable, okay? <laughs> no, no, I, I, I see that, but I, you know, but that doesn't make you different than most comics. You know, if you're miserable because you that's can't live with yourself because <laughs> you are carrot top, that's all other problem. That is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> you know, then I, I don't know if I can help you. I, I'm sure it's possible, but, um, but what happened, I think, if I'm not mistaken, is that at the time that you broke or that you started to game work, it was mostly colleges, right? Like, I mean, yeah. you started like... Colleges you know, was, was definitely a big... It was a, a huge business for you. Huge. And you'd been doing comedy, what, like three or four years? No, I had done comedy for, I think, a little longer than that. I started in 86, I was 90, 93, I started getting a lot of the college work, so yeah. And then, you a know... Long, it, a little longer than... I'm just yeah. trying to figure out who decided... That you know, when did you become a punchline? Do you remember a, a point? Oh, probably, well, television was television started to become when I started getting more spots on the Tonight on shows, Show, or the Tonight Show, or, or yeah, more visibility because it's like MTV or those kind of shows that were popular at the time. Were, but it's just so weird that we come from that. I mean, I remember it that there was definitely this well, line drawn, and you I, were I, it. I, I mean, Gallagher was already big yeah, by the yeah, time yeah, you yeah, started. Oh yeah, yeah, no, he was yeah, and he didn't seem to take as much of a hit as you. He did, I think, back in the day. I think did he. Uh, yeah, I think back in the day, a lot of comic, but it wasn't like we have now where there's so much access to, to. Yeah, he got stuff. grief at the comedy he got a lot store of back, in back in the late seventies. Because I, I, you know, I interviewed him, and he he stormed out on me for other reasons because he's nuts. Did you ever? Did, <laughs> he's nuts. He, he literally stormed out of the room. Did you over? I don't even know what. Shocking. Yeah, it, but he's he's out there. Did you ever? Did he ever attack I know you? Gallagher. Oh yeah, I know Gallagher. What, what's me. your? What he was attacked your... me for years. He was on the Howard Stern show, and he said yeah. the same thing as I can't top take my act. Sounds like Rose you never Disney. smashed anything. No, I never. Karen I top can, took I, my act. No, I smashed cantaloupe. It's different than fucking watermelon. All right, so you <laughs> explain to him that. It's a whole thing. But um, no, it was, uh, no, in fact, I think I've had people come, to this day come out and say, oh, we sure love you, we saw you, but when you hit that stuff and it got on my sweater, I'm like, huh? Wrong so guy. So I don't know how they got wrong guy. Well, you know, the weird thing is, I don't, I don't, uh, I, no, it, I don't find anybody that doesn't like you personally. I've not met well, anybody that doesn't say you're a really nice guy, and I, of course, say, well, he's got to try really hard, you know, in order to... <laughs> <laughs> Well, on a serious, and then we'll change the, the the tone of this thing. But I think you know when in '93 or whatever it was when I won the Comedian of the Year. Whatever oh, that that's was, what. Yeah, that was a big. I, it was a big. It was a weird thing because you have the national public of people voting for this award. Right. You don't have comics. You don't have. It was just people in general. Anybody. Bill Hicks was on that list. Well, that was the big thing. Dom that Array. you beat Hicks. Yeah, but. But the weird thing was, I've never in my life been in a situation where anybody has, where you, let's say you win something and you're like, like anybody, a humble person would go, fuck, I'm not deserving of this. I got Bill Hicks. I got Dom Herrera. I yeah. got all these people that are really brilliant comics. You win something and you're like, you're just sitting there going, fuck, really? And then you go up there and you're like, I thank you, but wow, look at the company I'm in, but there's nothing you can do about it. You just, you win the fucking thing. He calls me. <clears throat> The night that he wins from L.A., because they taped in the afternoon, and they sent a news crew to my apartment in North Carolina at the time to film me because they knew that I wrote a lot of stuff with Scott. So they wanted to film the reaction of his best friend and, and you know, that works a lot with him on these props as Carrot Top wins his thing. And I'll never forget it. I, I, I've seen him upset. I thought he'd be like, wow, I won. And instead, he was like, Sad oh about fuck! It. I won. Yeah, no, he was like, like he was. I, he was. 
I don't. You I, don't get I wouldn't Bill say Hicks. pissed. He was just like, I can't fucking believe. It. I'm like, you won. This is great. And they sent a news crew to my house. He's like, yeah, but I beat Bill or Dom. I mean, God, those guys are really funny. So, and, and that's a sincere thing. And, and that's right when you were asking me in the car. Well, how did you, you used to do like subversive kind of stuff in your act? How did you hook up with him? It's moments like that early on that made me go, wait a minute, this guy is not taking himself all that seriously. As a matter of fact, just the opposite. He realizes, you know, he likes these guys better than what he's doing as well. I should have won anyhow, though. <laughs> I am. Um, no, yeah, but no, it was weird. I, I have a picture of it, too. The woman. I remember. It was Brett Butler. Brett, but thank you. Brett is the one that did the thing. And um, I'm like, what the and on, on the, and on She's a, going. And I was yeah. like. She was giving a little snarky look. Now, I like Brett. She's a friend of mine. But she was in on that whole, like, you know, we have to pick sides thing. But, like, these, these, but these lines were drawn by, by comedians. And like and what Charlie was saying before, that it's been, it, it is actually there's a whole new generation using you as a reference to, to well, shit on you. And there's no real point of reference anymore. I mean, you're out here in not Vegas. Not anymore. I think, I think yeah. I, think I mean, now. you are a symbol of something. <clears throat> but people, that's but like funny. I said, that well, no, no, you are. I mean, you know, no, I think that's the best way to put it. You're a symbol of something, and there's a symbol of you've done so. Now it's kind of, yeah, like, but I mean, it's all show business. But yeah. I mean, I guess my, my question is so, have you really been able, has it, has it been sort of a thorn in your side, you know, in terms of, of how you see yourself, like, since then? I mean, does it bother you still? No, I think, yeah, yeah tonight, though, I think, you know. I sound like Jay because that's what he always yeah. said. Oh, it'd be well, it fine. Yeah, NBC and <laughs> no, I think it absolutely ha- has some resonance of never going away. Yeah, part no matter how much success you have, you always think there's always those people that are gonna fuck with you and say what really? Oh, yeah, but at the same time, you sit back and you just go, I'm just doing my thing. I'm just doing what I do. And people dig it. They dig it. They don't dig it. They don't. You don't. They don't dig it. So it's like you can't spend the rest of your life just thinking, "Why don't these people like me?" You just worry about the people that do like you, and you just do what you do. But you don't. Do you? uh, It's just so weird that did because there's this mixture. Like in my mind, I would think, "Well, I'd I'd be fucking furious." But there's this other side of it where it's sort of like you don't feel like you are that kind of comic. You just answered it, but better than I could put it. I am yeah. so furious, yet I exactly I'm both. Yeah. So I'm always angry, and then I go, no, oh, like okay, I did okay. I do. You know? No, <laughs> yeah. but you do. You We're sitting here in a beautiful think, house. Yeah, you, but but that's that's but, the beauty yeah, of it. But there must be like, some party that thinks I, I certainly didn't deserve that absolute, much shit. Absolutely, absolutely, there there is that. Yeah. And know? and I, like just in 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 light of like I just want to make sure that we we get this because the 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 big. It was always you and Hicks. That there, that I think it all started there in, in terms of modern comedy that because you won that award and that Bill lost it and that I, I, don't th- I think he lived several years after that. I mean, that was 90 what? So, I mean, he, you know, it wasn't like he died the next year or something. No, no. No, I mean, he still was working right, and everything sure, else. Absolutely. But that probably, I think that probably started his tirade against you as well. No, I think the tirade was going before that. Uh, I think, I don't know the timeline of that, but I, I do know that that... I do. I don't think he said anything. I don't think he tirated after that moment at all. As a matter of fact, I think that was the end of the tirade against Caratop. Yeah, by from Bill. Him. Yeah. Well, I I was he'd I, given up on, the, would, on he'd given up on America. But I would because love, they I, voted for Caratop. I would have loved to find when it was when he came to me at the comedy corner and well, said, "Let's talk about that now." So because that so, was really really a touching moment for me as a well, comic. I want I want to I want to do that again. I want to make sure we get that. So you know because. 
you know, Bill set this standard and, you know, Bill had a lot to say about everything. And, and, and I think that, you, you know, that we all are entertainers. Uh, and I think that, you know, you represented something to Bill uh, about what America represents that like his frustration was that he was a truth teller and that he was pushing a boundary and, and, and turning America in on itself and revealing its hypocrisy. And you were a clown. Right. And that was the Absolutely. way he saw it. Sure. And this was something that I, I think he, you know, we would have assumed he would bring to his grave. But so, you know, shortly before he died, tell that story again. Well, it, it was, I was playing at the comedy corner and I remember out of the blue, uh, I see an image of someone coming down the hallway and it's Bill Hicks. And I remember thinking, oh my God, I, fuck, Bill Hicks just saw my show. Like, <laughs> wouldn't you want to know? We always still have this today. He was, was dating Colleen. Yeah, Colleen was, was, and she was, I think he was living with her at the time. He was toward the end of his life. He was dying. He was dying. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was pretty obvious in, in his physical appearance that his, his, he wasn't looking good. And it, right. was, it was kind of disturbing, actually, to see someone at that state right in front of you because you, you picture them as a healthy person and you see them and you're like, holy, f my aunt died of pancreatic cancer. And I remember seeing her like, oh my God, it was just, it was the weirdest thing. And so, I remember all I could think of was like, oh, my God, he came all the way down in his sick fucking dying days to say, I don't hate you. You do what you do is great and fuck everybody that says whatever. It's like Carlin said the same thing to me, too. He wasn't dying yet. But he said the same thing. He's like, yeah, fuck these people. Fuck that. You do what you do and you fucking do it good. Fuck these fucking fuckers. And then, and then he went out and he ate it. And I was like, that wasn't pretty. <laughs> But, uh, no. Uh, Did he? Yeah, I know he had a horrible show, and I remember thinking, fuck, what do you say to the guy? You this know? is Carlin. Yeah, Carlin. At the MGM? Yeah, he came uh -huh. it was a bad show. I mean, it was bad. But he anyway. He walked a bunch he of He walked people. out. Oh, he walked. Yeah, I was like, oh, fuck. It was later, Carlin. He's like, fuck that yeah. shit. Fuck kids. Fuck children. Fuck you. Fuck, you know. Yeah. He hated I everything. I thought it was great. He yeah, hated I, I loved it, you though. I was like, moment. yes. Yeah. Right. But I remember him saying to me, how many, I said something, I, I just made a reference to, to Carlin saying, uh, he goes, how many shows? How many shows you do a night? And I said, I have I have uh, two on Saturdays. And I said, you know, it's nice to have two on Saturdays because it gives me a second chance. <laughs> yeah. Which is what I thought would be kind of funny to him. Yeah. And immediately he cut me off. He said, Fuck that. Fuck them. You do your shit. Don't fucking chance shit. You're giving the crowd the shit. Fuck you. You do what you do. And I was like, <laughs> I was just being funny. Like, hey, I got a second chance at this. <laughs> And, and he was like, fucking just put me right in my place. I was like, wow, okay. But, but when Bill said that to you, or when George said that to you, did it give you any sense of closure? I mean, did it make nah. you, did it take anything back? I mean. No, but I never forgot it. I mean, to this day, I remember like holding George Carlin's hand thinking, wow, I'm talking to George Carlin and he knows me and he's giving me a piece of advice. And same with Bill Hicks. I remember thinking, I just didn't want Bill Hicks to not like me personally or as a comic. You always want a little bit of a peer thing, you yeah. know, no matter what. I know you're not always not going to be that. I'm not the guy that's going to be the, the comics in the back of the room laughing. Not Although for the there right. Are, but they're no. right for the right reason. But there, there are nights where we're like tonight even where like, you know, I'm like, comics were like, that was the best show I ever saw you do. Yeah, because I was eating it. And they're like, they love they seeing love you that. dig out of sure. a hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we've were all been Were you really eating it? Oh, yeah, I was pretty. And when good. you need to dig out of a hole, do you actually have a shovel? I actually nice. He's the only comic that actually uses a real <laughs> shovel. Great. That's funny. To dig out of the hole. <laughs> yeah, you fucker. Good. Yeah. Okay, okay. I got it because I actually had a shovel. No, I actually used try to use words like you guys. Oh, and I, I tried. So that's the message here. If you're a comic and yeah. you're getting ready to die, 
It's time to come see Carrot Top. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> come got to the a, house. Everyone's gonna have a, there's going to be a string of comics that yeah. are coming. But you know, I don't know. I, it's like it's like I'm reading this book right now. You probably read it with the the Leno Letterman. No, I just read the Conan O'Brien one. No, see, Conan's one of my big. I love Conan, like, lo, and I know he must Conan, like you. He does. He's he's beyond nice to me. I mean, he's genuinely a good friend. I mean, like I see him and he's like, hey, and he's you yeah. Know, but uh, it's always been a weird thing going on Conan or because they always go, oh, you're a Leno guy. I'm like, yeah. well, I don't want a Leno guy. I'd rather do all the shows. Why, is it, why do I have to be the one that, you know what I mean? I'll do Letterman. No, you do Leno. You can't do Leno. Letterman. Or uh, Bill Maher. He's a good friend of mine. But I don't get on that show as much because I think it's just, I don't know. Well, when you got to bring stuff out. Yeah. No, I can use words without goddamn. That's what I'm saying. I can. I love going on shows where I can actually just talk and be a human and not actually say, "Hey, I have a shovel to gather this hole." I wish I had one right now. I'm in a to hole. hit me in the head yeah, with. Yeah, hit me in the head. But do you now, in terms of opinions, you're confident uh, in your ability to just be funny without all that stuff? Have you been given the opportunity to do that? Yeah, I've been in the opportunity to do that. <clears throat> I mean, I've been on the Bill Maher show back in the day, whatever it was called. Politically incorrect. incorrect. Where I didn't have anything. Well, I mean, I always this? went to the coffee cup or the table. I always did something. But he here, used to say, see, you're funny without the stuff. No, you are and, funny without and, the stuff. And here, here's, a, here's an even better example than that. How about the thousands of radio shows that he's done to promote, like, live dates that I've... Uh, trailed some of these where i'm headlining the local comedy club two weeks later and i'm on bob and tom too and they go hey your buddy carrot top was in here and we weren't sure what to expect because he does props he did the best radio interview we've ever had we have all these it's the most hilarious blah 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 no he's and very like, quick you're very quick best ever no they really bragged about you and some of the big ones i mean and radio that tells the tale right there because you if people are not You've laughing Stern, when they're driving right? no oh well I never, yeah, I he's done know. stern a bunch of times too you know but stern's one of those you're like oh I'm going to get fucked hard, you know? He probably treats you well, though. He did, but I didn't know that going into it. We were, I was sweating bullets. I'm like, fuck him. Yeah, and they locked me in a little room. They but wouldn't he let said, me out. He's like, he's like, oh, the fuck care to you got your little rock and roll, little feathers in your hair. You got a, probably got a big cock on you. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess but, so. Yeah. After all is said and done, after all this shit is gone, and now you're here around, you know, this is two generations later. I mean, this is, you know, it's eight, you started in 87, so it's almost 25. I'm almost a veteran. No, you are a veteran, but you're also a carrot top. Oh, a veteran. But yeah. the weird thing is, is that there, 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 there's an, a martyr element to all this. Because eventually what happens is that whole generation of dudes that used to shit on you for, for when, when you were big, in terms of like the national... Uh, you were making a lot of money. You were everywhere. And, and people, I, a lot of that comes from envy and all that judgment. These lines were drawn between real comics and not. But the people that get old enough to live through all that shit and realize, holy fuck, this business isn't easy for anybody. And this motherfucker has figured out to maintain a career in show business for 20 fucking years. And not only that, but to do it to a, a, a level where, I mean, this is a nice house. You got a nice gig. You know, I'm sure you don't want to be touring anymore. The last thing you really want to be doing is trying to do colleges again. Now you found a home here and you're making a lot of money that certain you, know, you get old enough in this business and it's a fucking miracle that anyone can do that. So the people that are man enough to appreciate that, like Carlin or even like Hicks in the end, to realize like, you know, fuck, it's just show business. We're all going to die and you've right. made a living at it. Who was I to be such a dick to you? I mean, that's pretty profound. You're yeah. like a Christ figure. <laughs> 
<laughs> Carrot Top is Jesus. He, you know, you paid for all of our sins. You took all of those I hits, took, dude. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. you. This is an intervention, Scott. You should, you, I think you should close your show at the Luxor of being crucified. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, that, that's the, the final prop is a wheel across out, and Carrot Top gets up. The, I don't know what the punchline is, Charlie. Uh, it can't be a real cross. You're going to have to undermine the, underplay the religious overtones of the possibility of being mis- misinterpreted. Yeah. All right. But I mean, that'd be awesome, wouldn't it? And then, and then some sort of holograph of Hicks coming yeah. down as an angel <laughs> yeah. and lifting you all up into heaven. But there's a lot, that, you know, going back to that Hicks thing, that was one of the, the really moments in my career that people really were like really angry. But on my end, it's the same thing. It's almost like going back to as dumb as the, the Tonight Show talking about Conan and the thing. It's like, people made their thing and then you sit back and you get all the shit for it but it's at the same time you're like I'm just doing my job I'm not I'm not I'm not I wasn't buy, vying for the, the, the you know the win it was just people said think that guy's funny and I'm like fuck I didn't want to win it I really was like I don't want to go up there I remember them going and Karen and I was like fuck really it was like a curse it really was. Because that yeah. set up the judgment. No, it was like... That, being, that set the like, standard. Yeah, it was like being drafted by the Lions. Now, <laughs> but, but it's, it's it, like now as you get older and... and it, like, I don't get older. I get a lot of work done. What, the, what is that? I look fabulous, don't I? You do look fabulous, but that's what people always say. It's like, they what say do you do too. to his face? You know what happened? You know what happened from? I was on a roast and, and Greg Giraldo, God bless him. Did he, he apologize to you? <laughs> after, after, <laughs> after the like roast said, or after he again, died, they, all, they die. They all, they all, the ones that fuck them, they all die. Uh-huh. <laughs> there is, there is something about oh, said no. about that. <laughs> but he brought up your face. How are you getting back to the palms? I don't know. So, I think I'm walking. Yeah, you're gonna find me in the desert. It's no, good, he, fellas. It, it's a roast, right? Yeah. Naturally, it's all fun. It's all game. We're all comics. We all know each other. Yeah. We're friends with Greg Drawler. We yeah. were friends. So it was more of like, okay, fuck you, and da-da-da, what's a roast? And so he said something like, hey, Jesus Christ, how much fucking face work can you get done? I mean, literally, just being mean because maybe I looked good. I, I remember I, I worked out. He said, how many you know, fucking steroids? My God, you, you know, how many hours are you going to spend in the gym? And I remember I got up there and I said, I'm sorry to all the fat fucking unfunny yeah. fat comics that don't yeah. take care of themselves. Sorry, I, I look good. Yeah. And everybody went nuts and they all applauded. But yeah. at that time, it was just a, it was just a line. Yeah. And people took that out of context and put on things that, hey, is that face work done? Like, no, not really. I had face work done. Did you? No, I didn't have face. I, uh, not tuck. You can't see from this light. This lighting is horrible. <laughs> but you do spend a lot of time at the gym, or you I, did? Oh, I did. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't as much anymore. What was that? Just a compulsive behavior? No, anger again. I just yeah. Like, ah, yeah. This is look at me. This is what I do with my. No, hate. I don't know. I went through a phase of working out, but I wasn't like yeah, you know. It's but like, my, but because that's you're the dark you. chapter in the book, you know. Really? Like why? Where did come? Don't know. Come on, spill it. No, it's just people. People have their ways of just being like, oh God, you know, they have their own thing. They yeah. just like to fuck with me, and that was another. Uh, but now the ammunition, t- I guess, in a sense, for them to go after. But I think oh, it's, looks, it's only yeah. because you're you. I mean, I mean, that's you, what I'm saying. It's, exactly. It's a weird thing because now that I'm sitting here talking about it, it, to realize it that like I know a lot of people that go through these weird physical fitness things and may even do roids or whatever they're going to do. But because it's carrot top, they just don't expect the you know why is the clown all well, ripped? Yeah, well, yeah. if you look at Scott too, to look unusual, he looks androgynous and, and weird anyway. I mean, with the red hair and all the stuff. He's saying um, this. This no, is a guy who works no, for No, I am saying it. No, yes. 
Well, his girlfriend doesn't think he does, but I'm a guy, so I mean, he just has always looked a little strange to me. You know, back in the day, I played a club in Daytona Beach. It was in a biker bar. I mean, it was, I remember it was called Big Al's Biker City Bar, whatever. And I went to the condo, they had comedy condos, and I went back to take a shower or whatever the fuck. I don't know who my opening act, I don't know who it is. It's Alan Bursky, and I don't know who Alan Bursky is to save my life. I don't know. And I get to this. It's a shithole. I mean, really bad. Yeah. And there's like 20 people there, and it's yeah. like NASCAR weekend. And I, I get there, and I'm like, what the fuck? I walk in the door, and I see this. I see. I can hear my act, or what I had. I only had 20 props, and four were funny. And I, I, I'm like, what the fuck is he? I hear like, here's a thing with a thing on it. And I'm like, there's a guy on stage doing my, what the fuck? He's, he's, he's pulling... Your my things out, out but he I, he just goes here's a and i'm like what the <laughs> and i say to the i'm like i have the freaking out because i don't have any time anyway. he didn't yeah. know what they were either he's yeah. no he's like here's a thing with a thing on it <laughs> <clears throat> and i'm like i i say that so all of a sudden the owl guy he's, he's like what's going on i said that's they he can't do that so they they cut the mic he comes off. I go up and I do whatever I did. Whatever you had left. I had left exactly. I go. Well, let me do it right. It's a boot. They think you know. Get done. There's a second show. I come off and I'm like, what? What the fuck are you doing? And he's like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm a kid. First of all, you need to lose the fucking prop. Put a fucking suit on. He's yelling at me in the kitchen. I said, I don't know who you, who you are. I, I what? Ten years later. Yeah. I'm like, you don't remember pulling like my my act down he's like i did better with the stuff than you did and i don't even know what it was i was just going look it's a, a thing with a thing and, and i'm like god damn bursky yeah i can never ever that's his first name by da- the way god just damn god bursky. damn bursky is he alive yes he's yeah. alive so now he's a little weasel i i, I guess like what i want you to do and, and so i hope he's listening he doesn't have any he doesn't have any he'll cash. figure it out he won't find he ever hear this but i mean <laughs> If you were able to say one thing to all those years of that shit, what would it be? I don't know oh, what. I don't know. Do you take the anger out on yourself? I mean, I would be fucking furious. No, I don't really. No, I'm fine. I'm I'm good now. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah? He, he takes it out on me. Yeah. 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 I do, actually. Sometimes I just come up and punch him. Do you? I just punch he, him. He, hey, he, what threw, the fuck a, did he I do? threw a glass of um, uh, Jack Daniels on my feet tonight during the show. Bastard. You did? No, I think it's fun. You know, it's good. It's, it's um, you know, like you said, 20 years or whatever. You just, at the end of the day, you just kind of go, I don't know. People think too much about this. It's just a job. You go up there and make people laugh or don't make them laugh. Do you and have you fun? you always have the next night. Yeah, yeah. You always have fun. I mean, at the end of the day, it's still fun. There's those moments that's not fun. But you, I will say it takes it takes less time to get over something than it did. Yeah. You know, I do would hold for, on to it for uh, forever. So do you for, and then like an hour after the show, and I'm like, yeah, fuck it. There's always tomorrow. But do you forgive all those people that shit? The, the people in the audience? No, I'm talking about the people that shit oh, on you. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you, no, I don't really. I don't hold a grudge to anybody. No. Not really, because I know at the end of the day, it's just it's just comics being comics and like like on the roast be like wow did that really upset you that he said that i'm like no we're just fucking with each other it's just a job but you don't you don't oh, you believe that though yeah i, I do believe that have well, you I, ever had a moment where you're like you fuck why the fuck did you say that no i mean i've had i've had moments where i've said to people that i wish 
to find out why they might not like a Dennis Miller when he wrote right. me on like he was on some sh- his, his, he had a show yeah and he used to always write me I used to say fuck I love Dennis Miller like I really love watching him yeah or a Bill Maher yeah and if they say something negative you kind of go fuck that sucks I really want that guy to like me because right. I love them you know right what I mean? You have comedy. Like a Conan. Like, I love Conan. So when I see Conan, he's like, hey. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's cool, because I love that guy. You yeah. Know? Or Letterman. Yeah. He's been nice to me. He's always like, hey, how you doing? Yeah. I, that, that's the biggest thrill in the world. It's if you, can't, if you can't figure out why they don't like you, like a personal, as opposed to just a general, like, eh, it's kind of thing. Yeah, see, that's the weird thing, because when I had that thing with Adam Sandler, and I had made a joke about him, and... Which, again, was the most hilarious thing ever. But he came up to me, you know. Yeah, I heard that. Well, but the thing was, it wasn't even really about him. It was about, you know, it was mocking what he represents. Exactly. And, and he came up to me at the improv and he said, you know, I heard you talking about me. And I'm, I said, yeah, I did it on television. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and he said, you know, why you got to do that? Hmm. And I'm like, and there was part of my mind where I'm like, you know, you're, you're a cultural icon. You know, you represent something. So, you know, I should be able to make fun of that as a comic because you're a cultural icon that represents something. But then if I go a little deeper, you know, I, I thought that his stuff was infantile. And that, but still, even then, why should that bother me, right? I mean, your right, premise right, is, right. is like, hey, we're all in show business. We're comics. I mean, why does it have to be me or you? Right. Because, but then when you get to somebody like Hicks or somebody like myself at maybe a different point, you know, there was a very easy jump from like, well, if everybody likes Kyra Top, you know, why the fuck am I even bothering, you know, trying to communicate with those people? Because that is so simple. Yeah. It's just entertainment. And, and he represents this force, a cultural force that is making people retarded. But I had to grow into the idea. I had to grow into the realization that we're all in show business and it's amazing that any of us can do the work. Right. But still, if you're a cultural satirist, you, you know, if you're... You, you yeah, know, I think... No, I think... Yeah, I don't know what you and Sandler had. I think there are point, there are comics that would make fun of you because of what you represent, but not because they don't they like They don't you. like me, exactly. You know, and, and that's... Yeah. What, what's the guy's... The, uh, the, uh, Drew, Drew Carey. Drew Carey, yeah. Okay. My cousin, God bless her, she yeah. goes to a Drew Carey book signing in Phoenix. Yeah. I don't know. She's going to this thing. I have no clue. Right. All I know is she calls me. She's like, I'm trying to get my book signed from Drew Carey. And I said, oh, I know Drew. She goes, well, can you do anything? I said, I, I don't have a way to get a hold of Drew Carey. And it's yeah. happening right now. Right. She gets up to the fucking thing. She waits an hour. Yeah. He gets up there and she goes, I'm Karen Top's cousin. And he goes, oh, that's cool. Well, who's the book to? She's like, I'm Patty. He's, she's, he's like, great. And it's like, you know, yeah. let's go. Yeah. So she's like, I'm, I'm Carrot Top's cousin. I heard you. And she's like, what do you think of? He goes, Scott. No, but, but it's like, I'm already, now I'm just getting, she's like, my cousin's, I'm like, just fucking get your book signed. Yeah. But I never forget that she said, would you know Carrot Top? And he's like, I know Carrot Top. <laughs> what do you think of him? He is a very nice guy. I've known him. I've known Drew forever. He's really nice. I love him. Do you think he's funny? I said he's nice. <laughs> and, I remember, and I remember saying, she's like, that was kind of dickish. I'm like, no, he was probably being honest. Like, I don't know if he's funny, but he's nice. He's a nice guy. I've had people see comics say that before. What do you think you're the, He's a nice guy. I don't know what I go buy it to go see a show, but he's a nice guy. Does that bother you? No, because I think it doesn't like, like yeah. it doesn't really matter. I mean, at the end of the in day, in a lot long, of the cases, it's people who haven't ever seen the show, too. No, no, seriously, that, that part is. But that's true. But, that, but that's true. No, I think that's one of the bad things about being also is if, if you don't see the show, because if you just see a, a Tonight Show spot or a, one of those TV 
things where you get, you know this, right? You get four and a half minutes. Yeah, it's hard. And they, well, it's, everything's out of context of even a stand-up, things that are just bam, 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 props, nothing else. And it's all out of sequitur. There's nothing right. So you see the live show, there's stand-up, there's music cues, there's things. It's a kind of a show. It's more of a get-to-know and kind of a, you kind of, I don't know, it's just more of a whole thing as opposed to they go, like people always say, I don't know, the guy from the AT&T commercials, when I did that, and they go, yeah, what does he do for a fucking hour and a half? Talking about phone commercials? I go, mm-hmm. he does his act. What kind of act? And I go, comedy. Like, like yeah, props? Really yeah. So they don't know. So that, 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 that's not really in their bad, but I'm saying when people do come see the show, they do, they do say usually, that's nothing what I thought it was going to be like. I didn't even know you cursed. I didn't know you did, it was blue. I didn't know you did stand-up. I didn't know you communicated. I didn't even know you wore fucking normal clothes. I thought you were just like, hey, it's scared them. Yeah. Again, my Jay Leno impression. But. It's interesting, though, because like, it's true that like, you know, most comics were just on principle. I'm not going. You know, and, right. then when, and then, then when they go, they're like, that's like a whole thing. Yeah, then they're, su- <laughs> they're surprised. It's like a rock yeah. concert. Yeah. They leave and they're surprised yeah. every single time. I mean, I've gotten people hundreds of tickets, and trust me, I know all the, the snarkiest of the snarky in L.A. and New York that would love to just slap him around. I don't want to talk yeah, shit, and they've never a, seen it, and I get a couple of tickets, and they go, you said you're a right, hundred tickets. So if you haven't got a couple hundred tickets, I have a bigger house right now. <laughs> No, but I, you know, I think anytime people feel threatened, when you're talking about uh, people going on the line, either or, that's when people feel threatened and forced to make a decision. And I agree. And, and yeah. a lot of that comes from, this will sound maybe too weird or deep or maybe stupid, but it, people's fear of death. Mm. It's people's fear of death. How do you it's, figure? Well, uh, there's a, there was a great uh, psychiatrist or writer i think he was a psychiatrist named ernest becker Becker, yeah he's one of my favorites yeah i love ernest becker and in his theory on um cultural well he was a yeah no 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 yeah he wrote about this and i think that as as broad on cbs i know the guy (laughs) wait so yeah flesh it out as as broad (laughs) as what he was talking about with regards to religion and politics and war and culture um, People I think need it, to feel part of something. Yeah, I that think it can idea. be applied to something as as to insignificant as comedy. Yeah, you know, in what and, way? In, in, the, in the sense that people feel threatened. Say another comic watches him and says, "Hey, that's different. That's not that's not me." And so instead of going, "Wow, that's different," and either not paying attention to it, they feel threatened. So it's on their turf. Wait a second. Right. What's this redheaded guy with props? It's not that they're thinking. Oh, this isn't funny, or ooh, that's too yeah. weird for me. They're thinking that threatens what I do. Right. I just stand there and talk, and that threat makes them fear death. And in in the sense that death is, as us comics say, dying. Like, had you? How was your show? I killed. Like I did yeah, good. Okay, you yeah. killed them, or or or, or I right, died. Yeah, yeah. Can the if, audience also be involved in that? As like their threat, like oh, I don't like this fucking guy. No, no. What? But what I'm, th- I think they're that, observers. That's different. The thing is that it was a success, and the fact that he won that award, and that he was this huge college act, and everybody knew who he was. That there is something to be said for that. That's sort of like you, know, you know, we have to shut this down, or else there's going to be too much expected of us. It threatens, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it threatens yeah, their, it threatens their very existence. We have to shut a, this down. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. because we stop. if this gets out of hand. Yeah, I'm going to no. need to buy some shit. No, right. <laughs> God damn. No, but it threatens their existence in a, in a hypothetical way, in, in like, but not their really... actual human existence, but their, 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 their projected, their, their career existence. You know what I really want to do? What? 
I want to do, and it's only, I think, from my own personal gain on this, and I don't think really people give a fuck, but do, we always talk about doing a Letterman spot, and not even Leno, a Letterman, like a really yeah. high-classy show, where... Not the one. It's not high class. No, I mean, no, no. Good, but I mean, no, I mean a show a, more known for monology. The best to me. No, I mean, I, I meant like something out of because I'm always a Leno guy. They would say, yeah. oh, you did Leno. Known for monology. I mean, more like a, a show that you wouldn't imagine me being on. Exactly. And Letterman. I got you. <clears throat> and do a, 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 a set. Straight set. N- no props. And you come out literally like a, not a turtleneck, but you know what I mean? Like just yeah. something. Maybe even a suit. Who knows? It didn't even have to be over the top, like go that far. Just, just come out and be like, just do. Why don't you ask set. Conan? I should ask Conan. He'll let you do it. Cool no, I'm sure he will. Do you have he a probably fo- would. I of know course Con- he would. I love Conan. And I, I really do. And I think he. Bec- he you know, because like it could have two levels. You know that if you did it, you know people would be expecting what. The, where's the punchline to this? Right. And just the fact that you're doing a straight monologue. Yeah. And would then just walk be, off. They're like, wow. He what didn't just even happened? Touch See, I think that'd be cool. And only from really. I don't. Think We've talked would, about. I don't think people would even. Do you have the no. set? No. But, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, just, we've, it's we've, a, it's worked a, we've worked I on some. I said something I wanted to do. I don't know. Yeah, what we've happened. worked on that. Would a you bit. feel comfortable? Could you do that? Well, that's. I don't know. I'd find out. I mean, could you I'd do four watch, and a half minutes um, without, without being like, oh, God. Yeah, I, I he does it every I, night I do in the it, regular I show. Every, I do it every night. Yeah. I have, a, I have a, whole, a whole set of stuff where I don't touch anything. Is there a for way about you, eight minutes, ten minutes, maybe? Is there a way you could put it together where, uh, where, where it would have some irony, as opposed to just satisfying this urge to do four and a half minutes? Could you actually get up there and do a four and a half minute set with no props, but describe the props as well, jokes? This is an idea. Okay, we, we start out seriously. It comes out like okay. there's just there's a light on me. There's nothing. Yeah, and I'm going for two minutes. Yeah, and all of a sudden it's just like. Fuck, and then I go when I start going to my props. Right, so like I've really got them thinking, oh, this fucking guy's gonna do this. Yeah, I go, I can't. I'm out of this. Yeah, yeah, I start doing, or I just do one, and I go, so it's right there. Yeah, as long as I have my little safety net. If you if you really created some like uh, like a Kaufmanish kind of vibe to it, where you come out with your shit. And then you go into the box and you just have that moment where you're like, I can't do it. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. I'm yeah, like, I can't I do it can't anymore. I can't do it. I, oh, no. And then you start pulling shit out. I was like, this is stupid. Yeah. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> and then, like, you just snap. Yeah. Yeah, I bet you kind of would. What would you I'm say? Like, I don't know. That's funny, though. That's a good idea. Like, if you were to say, like, sort of like, you don't think I know what nice. you've been saying yeah, about yeah, me nice, for 20 years. You don't think you, that I, it, And then just fucking lose it. Like, for like four minutes, just do a rant. Nice. And then four be minute like, rant. And then get a prop. It's just like well, you'll burn out some steam. It's and funny. Then, we designed a poster. We were looking for a new uh, big giant billboards for Vegas. And Scott and I sat down and we're trying to come up with weird ideas. And one of them was something like that. The poster that said, like, um, message from Carrot Top. Do you not think I know what you guys have been saying about me for 20 years? Come to the Luxor and let me change your mind. Love Carrot Top. And that's all it said. And that was a concept that we had. So we had to pay for each word. And they're like, it wouldn't fit on the billboard. Literally, we went with something else. But that was something that we had talked about and designed. We actually designed it. At an angle, we were kind of making fun of ourselves. We were just going to do anything. For some reason, the thing that's coming into my head is that you create a Carrot Top doll that looks just like you. (laughs) 
and then your your closing prop bit would be that you know you take off the the red hair you take off the outfit and it's just a dude in a suit and it's like is this what you want i like this is what you want some of the character that's great fanatics, that's you know. great it'd be funny if you actually if you uh that's if, funny that's wild, yeah. dude. Like, if you were to come out, but I mean, then it would require the, then you'd have to be in that weird position where you do this, all, you cut your hair and everything. If you did it for real, you cut your hair for the bit on Conan where you go out with a suit, with a haircut, with, you know, no makeup on, and you, you just do a straight stand up set. But right. then you'd have to go back to your show and you have to buy a wig. And, you know, <laughs> is this what you want? Is this what you, want? <laughs> is this what you people want? Do you, do you have Carrot Top Fanatics? Are there people that come to your shows you over and over me? again? There's a bunch. Here, <laughs> no, he works for everybody you. knows. <laughs> more people know who he is. It's unbelievable. And this is one I that I love. I had a sign and said, "Will you marry me? I want some beta carotene or whatever the fuck she said." Beta carotene kids. And I said, "How about some carrot juice? I can whatever." This, oh, this is, yeah, yeah, this is my I favorite. Get my, I get my fanatics. But this yeah. is my favorite of all stories. <laughs> Scott and I are walking, and I nobody gives him oh, more I shit than I do. Day. By yeah, the way, I give him the most shit. We're walking down the sidewalk, and I was complaining about something. Him, it was we, in San Francisco. No, no, no. This was in New York because you just—he just taped a Regis or something. And I always say that he's like a media darling. He'd done great, and the set was really good. But there was a couple of little silly things on there. I was like, God damn, you know, he, all you did was pick that thing up, and Regis went ape shit, and I can't even get booked at Caroline's, and I'm yeah. giving him shit, yeah. you know, and I'm going and all this stuff, and I, I said, like, everybody fucking knows who you are, and he's like, No, I'm working hard. I'm just, you know, it's just a show, and he's giving me shit back. So we're walking down the street in New York, and there on the sidewalk, on the ground, laying down, was a homeless guy. It was covered. Yeah, it was <laughs> He's covered in his own piss and yeah. shit. Oh, my God. That, is he hurt? And this guy's sitting there. He's got all his stuff. And we walk by, and we get like two feet past him, and the guy goes, hey. And I don't know why. We both turned, and he goes, Carrot Top, I, I like you. <laughs> And I remember this. You're like, I, fuck! God damn it! I, I, I think I left. No, you, you kicked. I in, did. You broke in the glass of Bloomingdale's. <laughs> no, I didn't. And you're like, but I got fucking. First time I was like, you gotta be kidding me! I said, this goddamn homeless guy knows who the fuck he, he didn't have he a TV. Yeah. He can't even read. He's got no teeth. He's laying on the sidewalk in his own piss, and he knows who you are. And you were That's like, awesome. well, and all of a sudden he didn't have an argument with me anymore. As to, well, you know, things are, you know, they're I just going know. okay. He's like, well, and I go, fuck. And I took off in the middle of the street and we got. No, I actually, actually went, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, this has been good. Do you feel good about it? That ending wasn't what? so hot. Well, no, let's clear it up though. Let's make sure <laughs> I get so. the, the controversial things out of the way. No face work no done. No face work. Fuck. I'd look better if I had. Face uh, work, by the you, way. you did some steroids in your life, but I not anymore. No, a little bit. I didn't do steroids. Investigative journalism. Just a little bit. Come not, on, man. Not a taste. Uh, Geraldo live from the cave. All right, so you didn't do steroids. No. You just somehow managed to get I, no body weight, no body fat. No, I just, I, I'm very lean anyhow. Yeah. As you can, I've been singing I Me all night long. Uh, <laughs> very just lean. I'm a fucking machine, and I, and I run, and I work out every day. So, yeah, I've, been, I've always been at, if you look back at my, I mean, 30 years ago, I had the same build. I was a swimmer, I was a wrestler, all that stuff. You were a wrestler? Yeah. Not like a not like one of those, a high school wrestler. That's another thing you could do. Well, maybe you should do like you, you should be a no, professional wrestler. I'm not into any of that shit. Carrot, because the I name hate, is good. I fucking hate, just as a goof. You know what I hate? What? Wrestling. I hate all that shit. Why? I don't know. Just that, that people. Those people. 
the spectacle. I don't of like that. This it's just never has appealed to me. Really, the wrestling and no, I know Hulk Hogan, but the, but they're sort of like what we do in a way. Yeah, but I've always just—it's funny. Someone I've calling always, you. I've always thought one thirty. I've always thought that was just weird. I didn't. I don't like wrestling. All right, Charlie's never gone. Let's wrestling. talk about him. <laughs> but no, because people said before they've pitched me that he was like, "Hey, we'll do the WWF, and you go out there." Oh, and you they did really? Oh, yeah, many times. And I'm like, I'm not fucking wrestling anybody. And they're like, oh, it'll be funny. It'll be great because you're in shape. And, and yeah. you'll throw a guy down. And I'm like, you know, Andy Kaufman got fucked up with that, too. I, no. I, I just don't like that whole scene. Who are your favorite comics before we go? My favorite comics? I mean, like the guys you well, grew Carl up liking. Well, was always someone that I enjoyed and admired because not only was he funny and just brilliantly brave to take on the things he took. Yeah. He reminded me of my father. Yeah. Like he actually has my dad's build. And he stands like him, and he always had these little face expressions. And we talk about abortion and then talk about farting in the same sentence. Your dad would just, do that? No, oh. Carlin. My dad would just talk about farting. <laughs> but it was weird because I just thought, that's my dad, you know? Did you grow up in like a religious family? Not at all, no. My how many dad, sisters and brothers you got? I have one brother. What, how old is he? He's uh, older than me by three years. So. Talk to him? He's 32. Yeah. <laughs> you talk to him? Yeah, I talked to him today. Oh, yeah. so you get along with him? Yeah. That's nice. He's a pilot. He's like, I always say, hey, my brother and I have one thing in common. We can both drink while we're on the job. Good night. Everybody. Hey, thank you. But yeah, he's a pilot. He's an Air Force uh, pilot. Not retired now. Flying so for a Southwest. one thing I can report from the, from the Caratoc compound is he seems well-adjusted. The house is very nice. His girlfriend is lovely. Uh, you know, he, he looks like he doesn't look as ripped as he used to. No, I've lost about 30 pounds, actually. Yeah, of yeah. muscle? Of, yeah. On purpose? Yeah. Did you just look at my stomach like I'm fat? No, I just, I look down to see how much time we have left in this thing. No, no I, we can I, stop. No, I'm kidding. No, I did. I did. In fact, the guy from the MGM tonight said, you okay? You look sick. I'm like, I'm not sick. You look like you lost a lot of weight. Uh. That's not good when they say that, right? It's good when they say you, look, you lost weight, you look good. It's no, you look they, lanky. If they say you look, if you lost weight and you look horrible, that's different. No, you look like you're back to what you used to. Yeah. Uh, so. Lanky? Yeah. yeah, you're lanky. I like lanky. Yeah. Are you happy with everything that's gone on here, Trevor? Of course, Mark. Did I miss anything I needed to cover? No, I think that you seem to have covered everything. Mm. Thanks for coming. Yeah. I'm a big fan of, of uh, whatever I'm doing. No, you've always been. <laughs> no, you've always been someone that I uh, admired, and then the fact that we became we befriended each other. Yeah, we did all right. Been nice, I like it. It's yeah, I, I, you know, I I'm here to show the world that Carrot Top is actually Jesus. Of course, he'll edit this thing and I'll look like a <laughs> schmuck. But, you know. I, I, you know, I like the way you put that. That's a perfect thing. What? I like the idea. Carrot Top is Jesus. Yeah. I like that idea, though. Oh, the last night I like, so I just couldn't be crucified. That, I think that's your closer. Awesome. We should fucking do that. That's a good <laughs> show. Now, now I'm pitching a short film. Well, it was great talking to you. Thanks for doing it. Good night, everybody. Well, that's it. That's our WTF for today. That was Caratop, a.k.a. Scott Thompson. You heard Charlie Viracola in there, his Red West. And, uh, you know, we did what we did, and it was interesting to be at his house. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Look, if you need anything WTF-related, please go to WTFpod.com. Uh, get on the mailing list. You know, kick in a few shekels if you want. We got new merch coming. You can check the episode guide to see what you've missed or what you haven't missed. Get a link to the apps for the iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch droid do that kind of stuff as you may or may not know i will be in san francisco at the punchline 
November 2nd through 5th. I will be at the Neptune Theater in Seattle, November 25th. That's a big show. I'd like you to come out. It's a, it's a theater show. I'm excited to be working up there. And uh, I always like going to Seattle. It'll be nice. We'll do Thanksgiving together. What else? Oh, I, I don't know. Bye. I hope you liked Carrot Top. Thanks for listening to my show. JustCoffee.coop. Always go there. I think I need a cup now. I do. I'm going to go get one. All right. I'll talk to you later.